Flopper. Flopper. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. It is Couchcast number 39. I am Master Torgo. Dr. Vlog. 80's Jeff. The famous Paul. And special guest. 7 of 16. And? The Daverator. Yes. Yay. We are. Yeah. This is a full couch cast. That is a bad outfit. All right. <laughs> Whoa, see, did you see him use that on, yes, I on Cleveland's show? That was, that was actually the funniest it. moment of hey, Cleveland's show yet. Say, Jim, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad outfit. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Who's wearing that alert? <laughs> Chad Vernon and I have well, the same ringtone, the red okay. alert klaxon. They're both nerds. Well, here it is. It is week in geek time, but I think I'm going to go ahead and start with the news you don't give a shit about. News you don't give a shit about! Yes. <laughs> I, I just, you know what? I, I wish, this was one moment I wish we had a video moment because there's this, hor- I showed Jeff. on the, it's, If you can catch it on uh, Regretsy, if you ever go to regretsy.com. Some regretsy, like regret, regret, as in if you're familiar, Etsy is kind of oh. like eBay for craftspeople. Oh, okay, all right. Regretsy is a is well. a website that chronicles the really awful crap that goes on Etsy, where DIY meets what the fuck. <laughs> yes, oh, I have seen some of that stuff. Well, they so school fair on Regretsy. <laughs> yeah. there's Edward from Twilight's Manlo, a pillow like a, a pillow man, like halfway up. <laughs> With Edward's face handmade, it's uh, (laughs) (laughs) this is the most disturbing thing I've seen all week, and I look at disturbing shit all week. It's friggin' huge, too. It is awful. Sorry, regretsy.com. You must put that picture up on the geek blog because wow. So we'll tag that in there. It's that's a one awesome. of a kind. It can no. be yours. Really? On that's Etsy. not a mass produced item. <laughs> Only thirty five US dollars. Wow. <laughs> Manilow. Half hole? man, half pillow. Is it anatomically correct? Yeah, is there a hole in the mouth? Yes, there is no penis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And it's sparkly. <laughs> Only in the sunlight. It's creepy. His neck is so long. <laughs> It's like it's a neck cast. Yeah. <laughs> One of Next on neck cast. And elongating rings oh, on his Lord. neck. That's not right. <laughs> he's a new bangy yeah, Edward. He's, he's... <laughs> Twilight, the Ubangi years. Mother, oh, what's a God. long neck? <laughs> and that's what comes with Budweiser. News you don't give a shit about. No, hold on a second. Uh-oh, what hold you on, got? we're going right Uh-oh. back to that. There is a picture of like an Asian girl all snuggled up oh, yeah. to her. Her Manlo or she Edward Twiler, Edward Cullen pillow. Loves it's it. It's creepy, man. It so is, and it's it's creepy how huge it is. It's it's be, like bigger than life size. It's oh. we not so we and friggin' huge. Bring an Edward Cullen man pillow to Comic Con. Find me, <laughs> and I will give you a prize. And thirty five dollars unless you give unless you give them thirty five dollars plus tax, they're not going to care. I want to take it home with me. Oh man! News you don't give a shit about. Cinema Blend has word from a source, a source that they have at Universal Pictures that the studio is strongly considering the possibility of remaking Steven Spielberg's classic nineteen seventy five great white shark movie Jaws. Oh, hold and on. Bathing it in 3D for today's audience. 
You know, I thought they were just going to remake the Jaws 3D. Oh, no, no. The logic here is that everything is in 3D these days. Everything's being remade, so the smartest way for them to make a ton of money is to remake their classics with modern technology. No! Uh, no! no. Like, what, you going to put a laser on its head or something? I wish. <laughs> the same source even said that Universal was looking at actors like Tracy Morgan for the role of Hooper, once played what? by Richard Dreyfuss. What? <laughs> what? No! Oh. We're going to need a bigger pair of glasses, Liz Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Wow. No, no, God, no. I'm curled up in a corner going, no, 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 right now. Whatever. Yeah, hopefully it never Whatever. happens. Maybe this, I hope this source is just full of poop. Hey, it won't, it oh. won't hurt the original. No, it won't. It, it, it'll sell a few more it'll copies just hurt of the original. Soul. You know what? It probably so what? was. It was probably one of those rap sessions that they have. Like, all right, ideas, go. And somebody said that. And somebody goes, somebody at the studio goes, Wait, they just said they're going to remake Jaws? And that's your, quote, source. It could very well be. That's it's right very after, tenuous. That's right Those buzz the... sessions happen all the time, and usually 99% of them lead to nothing. What are the odds that they actually have those buzz sessions so that people like us can comment on them? They listen to our show and go, oh, yeah, it's a bad idea. The nerds hate it. Eh, you know, it's, it, I, I've, been, I've gotten emails where some company <laughs> out there goes, thanks for mentioning our stuff on your couch cast. And so it's... It's cheap R&D. It's possible. It is. Yeah. yeah. You know what they should do? Remake Jaws 3, 3D in 2D. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, I did see Wait, it on Cinemax. What? What? I am outside what? the box, man. It is so funny watching 3D filmed films in 2D on a big screen because you can clearly see that it's supposed to be 3D and it just looks awful. All right, executives of movie companies, listen to me and listen carefully. I speak with the voice of all nerddom behind me, except for me. Versus movies. You want to maybe make Jaws? Jaws versus Freddy. Cinebites versus the Master Chief. George Bush versus William Shatner. Things like that need to be made. You're missing out. That's it. Right. That <laughs> Thank you. God bless Thank you America. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Roland Emmerich. That's really where it ends. Roland Emmerich is known for his massive end-of-the-world disaster films like Independence Day in 2012. Isaac Asimov is a legendary author and master of the realms of science fiction literature. Uh, I don't like where you're going with this. He's Sounds written, like a buddy cop movie. He's written over 500 books and professor of biochemistry at Boston Ooh. University. His most popular work as an author are seven book creation known as the Foundation Series. Oh, don't touch no. it, please. So no. what do the two have in common? Well, Roland Emmerich is currently the man who holds the arduous task of trying to adapt Asimov's Foundation into blockbuster movies. Oh, boy. And with the knowledge that Emmerich is the man handling this, one of the most classic series in science fiction literature, fans of Asimov may not want to hear this. In a chat with MTV, Emmerich has revealed his plans is to become a trilogy of films, and yes, it involves lots of CGI and oh-so-popular 3D treatment. Director was also open and content with his goals to use James Cameron Avatar as the blueprint for his foundation movies. Now, are these going to be another series of movies that would would have been a, a decent movie had they not used a title of a popular work, i.e. Wanted? I just watched that again the other day. It's not a bad film on its own. However, the fact that they tagged it with the, t- the title Wanted and attached it to the comic book series, which is absolutely nothing to do with the movie, makes people go, oh, that movie sucked. Well, well, yes, if you look at it from that perspective, 
it is not the comic book movie. It is a completely separate work. If they'd have put a different title on it, I'm sure it would have been fine. Another example, iRobot. Mm-hmm. Decent mm-hmm. movie on its own, yeah. but it has nothing to do with the book other True. than there are robots in it, and they have the three laws. Well, let me ask so, you, has anybody here read the Foundation series by Asimov? I have. It's been a long time. I, mine's recent. And I've, I've yeah, never and finished the whole series. Maybe you well, they, tell, never, they never ended it. Maybe you ought to tell the audience mm. never a, got a chance little, to end little it. bit about the mm. Foundation series. Like, okay, if I didn't know what it was, explain it to me, just real quick. Uh, it's basically uh, this scientist guy, he projects into the future, he projects that civilization as they know it's going to crumble, and he comes up with this master plan of trying to fix it. Such that his civilization keeps going on because he predicts in X amount of years that it'll crumble and it'll be a barbaric time for a million years, and he tries to prevent that using statistics-based risks. It doesn't get mathy or anything, but that's the whole justification, and he sets everything in motion to prevent that. Do you think that this can be reduced, a seven-book series, to three movies? No. No. (laughs) Seven movies? Through a miniseries? Let me, let, me ask, let me ask you this. Do you think it can be reduced to three movies by Roland Emmerich? Roland I'm Emmerich will reduce it. I'm quite familiar I, with his work. I think it'll have uh, some He flesh. did the remake of Godzilla. Uh, Day after Roderick? Thing, right? Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. <laughs> He's already got a stunning the re- The rehash of the raptor scene in <laughs> Jurassic Park. But he also did Independence Day. So yep. it's like, it, it's, it's up and down. Yeah. Patriot Day After was Tomorrow good. wasn't that Day bad. After Tomorrow? Yeah. He did the Patriot. Yeah. That's true, yeah. and that was that a good wasn't movie. Too bad. Damn I like movie. It's not a bad flick. So yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Well, the I series shifts in time thousands of years, kind of like what Dune did, hmm. the mm. Dune series, right? And that's worked so well so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just waiting on that sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, in the hands of it. a new director Lynch now. On and, it. <laughs> oh my! And it's just each book was. Um, there's like this massive problem that this original guy foresaw, and it's just these people come up and they fix it, whether or not it was actually part of the plan or not. It's a whole bunch of whole bunch of crap. Well, the point is, it's a people <laughs> series, and, and it's, it's, it's it really random. Right. I don't know. Maybe you know. You know what? I'm gonna give it a day in court. That's true. I, I, yeah. All of us here will probably end up seeing Objection. it in some way. <laughs> Sustain. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Phoenix. <laughs> Well, here we are moving on. I don't know about this one. If you care about this one, I thought it was kind of neat and kind of, oh, my God, it's goofy. For the first time ever, Barbie asked the world to help her select her next career. Uh, I heard about that. Over oh, the yeah. next few months, Barbie did research around the world, conducted online voting campaign, called upon the world to vote for her doll's next career. Barbie has asked her Twitter followers and fans on Facebook to help her with this momentous occasion. That's not all. Consumers loudly campaigned for another Barbie career. The winner of the popular vote is Computer Engineer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Computer Engineer Fluffer. Barbie, debuting <laughs> in Whitmer 2010, inspires a new generation of girls to explore this important high-tech industry. Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. No, I'm going to code. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, the Barbie's, you know, I'm looking at the Barbie holding a computer, 
And there's something missing, and I think it's about 50 pounds. Yeah, she's <laughs> holding a laptop, people. It's a pink laptop. To create an authentic look, Barbie designers work closely with the Society of Women Engineers and the National Academy of Engineering to develop the wardrobe and accessories for computer engineer Barbie, wearing a binary code pattern T, and equipped with all the latest gadgets, including a smartphone, Bluetooth headset, and, of course, the pink laptop travel bag. And glasses. <laughs> what is she saying? All computer dorks wear glasses? Don't count my glasses. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was about to point to you. Yeah. I, I don't have glasses on right yeah, now. That's because some of, some of us had laser surgery. So I haven't just... ordered my contacts yet. Does she, come, does she come with Cheeto stains and smell like a laundry bag? That <laughs> 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 ain't authentic. Does she talk only about World of Warcraft? That <laughs> <laughs> ain't authentic. Uh, actually, the involvement of society of women engineers now makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> That, that uh, pretty much. <laughs> uh, she's got sparkly pants on in this picture. You think she's wearing? Not that for long. No. Not for long. No. Whatever. Is she still under the desk, or is she actually <laughs> okay. on top of the desk, spread out? She's on the desk, spread eagle. <laughs> There's a problem here. What's that? There's a big problem here. That laptop? That's so tiny. What are you gonna do with that? It's a netbook. Oh, okay. It does. I'm so. It's just a phone. Oh, man. <laughs> it's actually a play school. It's laptop. an iPad. <laughs> it's, a th- it's a think pad. A it's a leapster. I. Leapster. K it's it's I a speaking spell. N. G. Say it. <laughs> the correct spelling of. Number stumpers. Let me tell you something. Bimbo I went is. to uh, college for computer science. I got the hell out of that field because me too. everyone was a nerd wearing brown pants that were too short so I could see their yellow socks. I swear to God this is true. It, it, the, most of them were hideous, awful, nerdy people. And that was for computer science, not for like marketing or the stuff I do now, which is uh, web design. Uh, the computer science people, I mean, I love you guys. Thank you very much for computers, but you tend, <laughs> you tend to be a little nerdy. Even well, more so than I can handle. That's what it takes. Yeah. And Barbie does not look the part. Sorry. Don't, don't want to see the way the sausage is made? Is that what you're saying? No. Yeah. No, I, I don't. Well, she I'm can... just going to say she doesn't look like any computer engineer I've ever seen. I'm thankful for Laszlo Hollyfeld in his pajamas. <laughs> yes. I would not invite him to a party. You're right. She looks like she's the model from girlswithglasses.com. Yeah. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Girls with what? Yes. Search it. Girls Search glasses. it now. She's going to fix Kevin's heart. You really have to ask, Barry. A view of all people, I am surprised. Girlswithglasses.com. Awesome. <laughs> oh, it's just a bunch of... Oh, there's Michelle Trachtenberg in glasses. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm happy. The, 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 there's Jomg. Jizz on my glasses. <laughs> that's right. Jomg. If you have that little fetish going on. What was that? Oh, wow. That that's site? right. Jomg. Jizz Barry, on my what glasses. Was that, what was that site? That blinded, blinded, blinded by cum. <laughs> I almost, uh, I almost developed that you a site own? called Blinded by Cum. I don't own it anymore, though. You know what else I owned at one point? Vanilla Sluts Love Chocolate Dick. Yes, I remember it well. I let that go. I should have hung on to it. I let that go did right ever... before the Vanilla Sluts chocolate dick market sweet. <laughs> oh, I'm such a fool. Did you ever have such anything happen with Fang Banger? No, by the way, I am selling fang-bangers.com. <laughs> if you're a fan of True Blood, 
buy this site for me. I don't want to sell it to some shitty spam people. I want to sell it to people who like True Blood. So. It's so funny. He registered this URL like almost a full year before before. Uh, yeah, you're gonna make it a vampire porn up. site. And so it's like, wow, now True Blood is huge and and barry's like hmm i could probably get some money for this yeah and it just hasn't happened nope no it hasn't i so. can't find this laptop having barbie <laughs> <laughs> canadian <laughs> thought crime ontario hello canadian media has reported that a gamer hailing from british columbia has possibly prevented a school shooting at a high school in texas uh, i heard about this while playing an unspecified team-based online game earlier this month, the Canadian gamer listened to one of his teammates explaining his situation as a failing student in his senior year and then voiced his intentions to gun down his classmates, listing names of possible targets. The gamer alerted the Canadian authorities, which cooperated with Microsoft in tracking down, well, I guess we know the console now, uh-huh. tracking down the player to San Antonio, Texas. Here, authorities have arrested the gamer. No further details regarding the identity of the gamer are available at this time. It is unclear whether or not the student genuinely intended to follow up on his words or if he had the means to carry out the attack. Regardless, it appears he will likely face charges. Gentlemen, is this thought crime? Uh, it's hard to say. Now, explain. How is it? What, where did he say he was going to do something? He said uh, it while he, he was, was online. Let, let's say the game was just to throw it out there in Modern Warfare 2. I think okay. it was Halo. Okay. Well, okay. Whatever. Modern okay. Warfare 2. Let's say it's Modern Warfare Doesn't 2. Matter. He's Same playing with this guy from Canada, starts lamenting about how he's doing horrible in high school and how he's going to get back, up, wants to get other students and shoot this person and that person and that person. And the person in Canada contacts the authorities. Authorities contact the people in Texas, arrest this guy. and uh, Thought crime. So Terrible. Yeah. I would, no. You know what, though? It's one of those things you don't joke about, and especially if you're out there where a lot of people can hear Hold on. Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) There is is nothing you can not joke about. I can joke about anything. But Anything whatsoever. It doesn't matter. In a joke setting, though. In a joke setting. But you know what's a joke setting? Modern Warfare 2. (laughs) Halo. (laughs) Any MMORPG. You know what? I would not go make jokes about cancer in a cancer institute. That's just bad form. But I can make jokes about it if I wanted to. And there's not a damn thing you can say about it. But at the same time, there's no evidence this guy would act like he was joking when he was saying it. Correct. The the guy's... Obviously, seemed very serious. Did it not it's say a that fine he was line. fairly descriptive of what he planned on doing? He too? said he, he said he named names. Okay, Did well, he give dates. I I think if he there is cause maybe for if he could get a date, it'd been all right. Well, yeah, if you're a gamer, you're you're likely to do something. Like that. Co- <laughs> exactly. I'll concede the this. Of, there is cause for concern, but no cause for arrest. Likely to do something. What yeah, do you mean you're likely worth, to do yeah, something like I, that? I agree. It's you, worth investigating. I'm but... as an objective. You know, I'm I'm not a gamer myself. I, I look uh, and I, thus we don't trust you. Outward looking in at you guys, I I would say that. You know, not you guys specifically, sure. but teenage yeah, kids on a on a what do you call it an MORPG or whatever? Yes. Yeah, MMORPG. They they they're going to be more likely to go nuts and shoot up their classmates than someone who actually lives. Maybe. So, well, but maybe, see, that's that's what know. they've disproven though in various books and psychological studies is that gamers are less likely to commit violent acts than because gaming has become more of a social thing. 
and it whether shows people the in the room or over online and so on, that you're actually playing with people, not being a loner. In fact, it's the people that don't play video games that are now kind of the odd man out that oh, do have a really uh, loner personality. Well, they're also, on to me. They're <laughs> also saying that... Well, I'm on uh, Facebook a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that being a gamer, you tend to see more the consequences of what your choices are. Like, you know, if you go out and shoot somebody, oh. okay, it's... That's a load of. Yeah, I, I agree. That's Come well, on. but but you it do that makes when you're you more driving. aware. Well, I think it's I think it's 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 hard to justify that as satire or anything like that because clearly he's not just being silly. Yeah, he's talking he's talking wild smack, and it's you know it's it's. And you've got the freedom to talk it, but you got to accept the consequences when the shit comes down because you said that on, on a... On a what consequences? A... There's no consequences. Well, the, the consequences are going to be looked at. There are you're consequences. Be, you're going to be like, there taken are. seriously. Because well, there's, consequences, because there's, but you not know, arrest. But there's, because there's threat and there's, you know, you can't just go around threatening people. You can't just walk down the street and look at people in the eye and go, so, I will murder you! <laughs> that's true. So, Get Baron, so has this become know, the equivalent not... of yelling fire in a crowded theater? Well, I mean, and bear in mind... Eh, no, it's a, not that it's not that it? far, mm-hmm. but it's but it definitely has that that connotation. It it definitely warrants investigation. Bear in mind, though, also Microsoft's Xbox Live service is not a free speech forum. Absolutely. If you read the the, the ULAs, print. yep, in the fine print, they do say that you can be banned or investigated for any type of targeted speech. I.e., I'm going to kill everyone in my school. So. And I think it's a it's a testament guess, to their yeah. to their watchful eye slash well, a frightening reminder yeah. of Sauron's ever present vigil <laughs> uh, on from... Xbox Live that they could that their server their security service detected this as well as the boy who reported it. It, mm. it comes from being in a litigious society that it, that you know obviously Microsoft's going to have you know a thirty page you know user agreement that your most people aren't going to read and click yeah I agree to. Are they justified in tracking, you know, having the ability to go to the authorities and say, yep, this is where the person is? Legally, yes. Morally, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily think it's right that they can report everybody, but, you know, it's just like being on television. You can't just go say whatever you want on television. You know, they're not, you know, your free speech rights are not protected when you're working for another company and doing a show. So. Yeah, it's, it's different stuff. Unless you're you producing say, the show like we do, so right. and and we if can you say, say I don't want. know. You may be green slimed. That's yeah, true, <laughs> exactly. Or if you All say right. water. Well, speaking you of green slime. Up. Microsoft just held their X10 media events. All the new fun things coming by Microsoft. Here is a small bullet list. Is this still on the things that we don't care about? Uh, no, these are these are some fine things. Like for example, you'll be excited about this, Barry. Modern Warfare 2 exclusive DLC this spring. I don't care. How about uh, so- Toy Soldiers Xbox Live Block Party, March 3rd? Blow me. Along with Perfect Dark and Scrap Metal. Suck Perfect it. Dark, I'm super excited for, dude. Yeah, okay, this is things the I don't The Perfect care about. Dark remake? Sign me up yesterday. Now, if you had a Pac-Man MMORPG, I'd care about that. <laughs> Pac-Man what? MMORPG? Is this going to be like based on the world that was developed that... for the cartoon where Pac-Man has no, his no, white pepper no, kids? No, I love that cartoon. Uh-huh. Pac-Baby love ghost monsters. I no. love that cartoon. <laughs> oh, I my love God. That cartoon. You know, I used to uh, have the... Christmas special on VHS once upon a time yeah. and watched it enough that it's like in my brain still to this day. Sure. I and watched a piece of it on candies. YouTube and it's I just scary. go, this is horrible. Yeah. This is the most rotten cartoon. <laughs> this, 
This makes Black Star look like Hamlet. Slow down. <laughs> slow down. A flying shark. Don't slow down. Don't talk shit about Black Star. Just, you can do what you want to me, but don't talk shit about Black Star. Dude, we've talked mad shit about Black John Star. Black Star, astronaut, <laughs> got trapped in a vortex. I love that show too. I, yeah. Have you seen Black Star? You only you love made it us because watch it, Black Star. I oh, you, uh, have you? No. You only you like it because Star? it's kind of like no. the illegitimate parent to He-Man. I watch it because I used to watch it as a kid. And it is the illegitimate parent to He-Man, and it's awesome. It's a well, filmation masterpiece. Well, it's, a little before it's, my time, I guess. It is oh, obvious so old. that Black Star was an abusive parent to make He-Man come out the way he did. Oh, <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get it. More things from X10, Xbox 360, Final Fantasy VIII Special Edition bundle for $399. Final Fantasy thirteen. That's what I said. <laughs> On March 9th. <laughs> if they did a special edition Final Fantasy VIII, fanboys would still buy it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Halo Reach multiplayer May 3rd. Accessible through code on the Halo 3 ODST disc. Tom Clancy, here you go, Barry, here you go. Tom Clancy, Splinter Cell Conviction, April 13th in North America. Why do I care about that? See? Lost Planet <laughs> 2 launches in North America and Europe on May 18th. Yeah, with special guest it. appearances from Dom and Marcus Phoenix. And who's the other one? I don't know. There's another guest star. Is, is, I, I, oh, I think it's the, it's the guy from Onimusha. I still have no idea. Okay, it's the I don't new... know who any of those people are. Your mom. Okay, does. this is more you, Barry. This is uh, zombies. Your mom knows. <laughs> zombies. Speaking Barry of your nose. Sneezed. Dead Rising Two, August thirty first, North American release. Nice. That looks pretty okay. cool. Okay. See, see. Now, you're but, but, but you know, I'm a little worried about that. Dead Rising One, I thought was okay. It was very frustrating. But this one's going to be at like an arena event. I thought it's it going to be in Vegas. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't it supposed to be in Vegas? Yeah. If it if it plays better than the first one, all right. What was wrong with the no first promises. one? No promises. I had problems with the first one. Do you really want to go down this road? With yeah, the first one wasn't great. Yeah. Alan Wake, May 18th. I'm actually very excited about that. I don't know what that is. Uh, survival horror that that's been in development since they announced the Xbox 360. Yeah, it's like that and uh, what's the other one? That's Well, it's a PS3 one, but that's not that's a different thing. Oh, if, uh, Heavy Rain. Yes, well, I'm very excited about They're that. They're both going to kind of... Yeah. Fable 3, available this holiday season. There you go, Barry. Fable 3, huh? Uh, I like Fable 3. Get two. your pub games. Torgo's going to disappear for a few months when that comes out. <laughs> Molyneux says this you, This one's going to make you cry. All right. Well, will it be longer than Fable 2? Because Fable 2 would be pretty quickly. Yeah, it's a pretty short game. Yeah. No, it's just going to cost $200. That's why you're going to cry. So that that's uh, that's all we got out of uh, out of X10. All right. Lucky us. Lucky me. I'm sure they're go. saving some that stuff. That perfect or... dark looks sweet. I yeah, saw some action. How about the tall? No, no true Nothing? announcement. They said that uh, you'll probably learn about Natal from E3. So you got a few months left. That means it's not ready. No, they, it's supposedly going to be ready by... It'll uh, be out in Christmas, dude. Yeah, by It'll Christmas. It'll be the Christmas bundle. Yeah. We, now remember, we heard about Natal last E3. Yeah, well, I don't want Natal, thank you very much. Well, it was just well, introduced, and yeah, that's and not it its real prototype. name. We'll get its real name during E3. Yeah, yeah and that was just prototype. Yeah. That we saw at E3 yeah, last year. We don't need it, but it I don't sure want looks it. fun. Gross. No. It looks fun. No. What? Video games, video games are about not moving. Hey, says, says the, the man Wii. that's the Wii lover. I love the Wii. But let me tell you what. <laughs> that's a contradiction, man. What's your deal? Here's the thing. Okay. You just now figured that out? This is yeah. how far how I went. You known him? I bought a converter for my PlayStation 2 uh, 
arcade stick so that I can use my arcade stick on my Wii rather than waggling around like a madman while I'm playing Tatsunoku vs. Capcom. Paul, okay, was, Paul okay. was still using his old GameCube controllers on his Wii. Yeah. Hey, don't get me wrong, I'm right there with Paul. Video games are not meant to be sports simulators. You know, you're not. Have, you shouldn't have to get up and move around and fall on your ass on that stupid Tony Hawk ride thing. My thumbs are in thing. fantastic shape. The rest of me, not so much. And that's yeah. what I rely on to get However, me through the games. However, Natal looks fun if just for navigating the Xbox. And hey, the if facial put, recognition. If you put a lady simulator on there, I'm on board. But until that happens, <laughs> with like a device to hang onto your wang, buddy. And... Whatever you want to do to me, whatever the lubrication not, if, pump. Once yeah, it becomes something like that at the uh, expo. Yeah, once it becomes naughty at all. Oh, yeah. what did you see at the at the expo? That I, was I like just that. saw this uh, quick thing online the other day when I logged on to Yahoo. I think actually, As Fleshlight Adventures for the Wii. Fleshlight Adventures. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. The Fleshlight RPG. Uh, How do you level up? It would be downloadable content. <laughs> <laughs> That's an MMM no, MMMORPG. <laughs> The, the actual cures would be the downloadable content. <laughs> yeah. No, you get to download, like... <laughs> no, that's an achievement. <laughs> download Princess Peach versus Princess Daisy. You get to download the Bayonetta chick. But, I mean, that's... See, here's, Zelda. here's the Zelda. thing. <laughs> People are Ganon, talking about why that. aren't games getting adult, why aren't games advancing, because it's still kind of viewed as a kid's medium. We're disproving that every year. Mm-hmm. I am, yet again, the median age of a gamer, 35 years old. That's the, the the median age, so it's not just kids playing games. We know this. However, there are such strict rules, and an AO title, an adults-only title, will not move units. It so will only sell on the computer. Yeah, so they're not. Yeah, so that's the problem. When, but that's just because retailers won't carry them. Well, when console and retail embrace porn full on, like some do, won't that advance? The entire, I mean, that's oh, how dude, VHS worked. Yeah. That's how Blu-ray worked. I know. get all my wicked pictures at Walmart. There you go. <laughs> you can get them in like fries. You know what I mean? That's, well, yeah. Can you get the really hardcore stuff? I thought it was just softcore stuff. No, no you right. have filth. Triple X Do that? Filth. I didn't realize that. Filth. Paul's, nice. Paul's kind of porn at fries, and you know how disgusting that is. Wow. Yeah. Turns your software into a hard drive while you're buying RAM. <laughs> uh, really? Wow. What? Wow. That's how fries rolls. That sh- I should be their ad guy. You've been thinking that one up for the whole show, haven't <laughs> you? Oh, that's old shit. That's just old old shtick. I got a million of them. Film UK is reporting the biggest cinema chains in UK are threatening to boycott Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. Mm. Why? Why? Despite this expected to be a large cinema draw, especially in the UK with a large British cast, Odeon, View, and Cineworld chains, which are huge, are planning to boycott this release if Disney continues to reduce the traditional cinematic window of exclusivity from 17 weeks to 12 weeks. I don't know what the hell you that oh, means. Yeah. That I means that this. currently there's 17 weeks from film to DVD release. Wasn't okay. Denmark D- like another country that was going to you know say, oh, right. we're not going to show it if you're going to put the DVD out three months later? Disney has been moving toward a 12-week DVD release. So, even sooner. so out of protestation, these uh, film companies and uh, that own these huge theater chains in UK are boycotting Alice in Wonderland. They better be careful. They're going to shoot themselves in the foot. And Brandon Connolly observes that The View and Odeon have already removed Alice in Wonderland advertising from their cinemas and wow. pre-booking for the moving movie has been removed even though the How release they... date is March 5th. What so is? They're... What do you think about that, Vernon, as a video file? I just hope they're able to put one over on the evil empire, Disney, 12 weeks. 
So let me get this straight. Yeah, let, me, but... let me try and understand this. They're boycotting because they have to pay the same amount to rent the uh, rent the prints as they would any other film, but but they only get to run it exclusively for 12 weeks and not 17? Correct. Oh, well, yeah. Fuck Disney. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to take away five weeks of, you know, of profit. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, that's where the profit is. As it continues on, it soaks that up. Yeah. Because, yeah, because those people that go see a movie in its eighth week of release, they're only there for the popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they stay all Or they day. got a wrong ticket and they say, oh, let's go see this instead. Or, or, or they spend all day theater hopping. Or they but wait. Buy, buy, they buy, wait. Buy buckets of popcorn. <laughs> uh, who could that be? I don't know. <laughs> Who's seeing Alice sixteen weeks after it's released? People who are uh, really not sure about the movie, but they waited for all their friends <laughs> to say, "Well, was it good? Was it bad? What do you think?" And or, then waited a few more weeks to sign. <laughs> yeah, see and they're like, "Well, yeah, I might see it." I don't Nothing know. else came out the last it. couple months. This Let's go see Alice. Undecided people when it comes voting time. <laughs> <laughs> well, just I agree with the principle there, but the movie itself—it's uh, just the latest Tim Burton Johnny Depp gay couple outing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bored with it myself. It does look—I'm not really excited like I should be. You know about what? I—I I was not excited until I realized that it's not really Alice in Wonderland, but more of a sequel to Alice in Wonderland. Oh, is right, like Return to Oz. Yeah, oh. they even say in the preview, it, "You're back." Yeah, it's when I saw the preview, I was like, "Oh, he's not retelling the books; he's continuing the books." Like Hook. So if it's a gay buddy movie, how do you sprinkle Helena Bonham Carter in well, that's, there? Well, it's, it's behind the, the scenes. It's oh, behind the okay. scenes. It's a, it, yeah. But, I mean, she's <laughs> it, it in the It started with Edward Look, Scissor hands. I mean, she's see, holding the camera. I'll oh, okay. see anything with <laughs> Helena you, Bonham you know. Carter in it. Why? Because I adore her as an actress. She's awesome. She's really good. She's really good. But I'm, I don't know about this thing. Yeah. I think it looks fine. I saw Charlie and... The chocolate factory. I didn't like that. That was yeah, terrible. Yeah, I, and that thumbs down. Yeah, I but, was already thumbs down on Burton. But here's Bells, the thing: I think done. I would have liked it if the first one didn't exist. I would have liked what? it if the oh, first one didn't no. exist. Charlie just, and the Chocolate Factory. No. Just to have, I think I would have a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie, but I wouldn't really like it. Like I think I think I would have. I think it's just the fact that I, in my brain, I I could not help but compare it to the original, which is such a strong place in my heart. Nothing could compare it to it. There, and even though it is, yes, an inferior film. I think I still would have liked it. You also like Glee. Glee rules. <laughs> and there, you have no legs Glee to stand is on. tip fucking top. Have you yeah. put it in your instant queue yet? You know, I really should just jam that right to the top. Well, Netflix already thinks you're gay. Why don't I just give him proof? Hey. <laughs> I'm going to throw Legend of the Seeker in there for you, too. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Why? Don't you like that? Or the second more combat. Yeah, let's not go there again. Although I hear the second season is following along with the second book a little bit, so now I'm I'm being tempted to go back into it just so I can get pissed off again. Which one? Uh, Legend of the Seeker. Don't even. <laughs> you don't. You don't want to start. You know, we that. all have those TV shows or movies that just make us angry. We watch them just to just to be angry. You know, I'm sure Vernon watches freaking Star Trek just to be angry. Star- it's not mine. Star Wars, uh, Clone Star- Wars, Star Wars. I watched Star Wars: The Clone Wars for the first five mm. weeks. Just Keith Olbermann yeah, watches growing, Bill O'Reilly. Growing with I watch Legend of the Seekers. Oh I god, the, it's still the sci-fi awful. version of Dune. <laughs> oh, oh that god, was awful. really? You watched that? To make, oh. I watched it angry. too. It's so bad. I yeah, but the girl that plays Alias. Did you see that? I well, I you know I saw uh, you know the Lynch Dune in the eighties, and I hadn't seen it in years, and. Uh, I found it in a $5 bin the other day, so I bought it, and I was like, cool. And then I put it in, and the first hour in, I was like, oh, oh this is why I haven't owned this film all these years. 
Oh, when the movie came out, people handed out a vocabulary sheet with it, that's like for <laughs> definitions, so people could look down and see what's a quidzet hatterack. You know? <laughs> I just didn't like the. Uh, it was a great film. I didn't like the gross out factor. The the the, the, the guy who played um, oh I don't even know the characters' names, but the fat the Baron. Guy. Yeah, the Baron, and he's you know he's sticking his nose in people's faces and pulling heart plugs out of little. Gay Did you and, ever read like the book? I don't. Books are very long. I, yeah, I, I don't have time for books. I like the fact that sci-fi movie directors distill it all down for me into something I trust them to, to present to me. So no. Um, Roland Emmerich's Foundation coming to a theater near you. Although in Dune, Alicia Witt grew up to be a hot business. Mm-hmm. Because she's the Quitzak Satter. No, she's not. No, the Quitzak Sakurat. Quitzak Quits at Satarak. All right. It's being reported that uh, 1019 Entertainment's Ralph Winner and Terry Botwick are developing a modernized retelling of the tale of Frankenstein based on the series of books by acclaimed author Dean Koontz. All right. The hope is that the new franchise can be born. It will be set in the modern New Orleans, where the successful businessman has secretly created a superhuman monster named... I, I don't Frank and Stein. Du- so it's an Ducalian. underwater show? Yes, it's a a sea adventure. Okay. A couple of detectives come meet face to face with the monster while investigating a murder one day, and then they investigate a little further. They're led off to a world of manufactured human beings. Welcome, Uh, my world, Clarve. Coon's first novel in the series is called Frankenstein Prodigal Son, and was followed by two more books. Clarve. Why no friend? Glerg. Oh. All right. Wow! Maybe he'll sing "Putting on the Ritz" too. <laughs> well, here it is—the big geek news of the week. You've probably heard about this already. Man, Super intense. Ego out control. Are you? Are you there? You Why? <laughs> what are you doing? Why man play God with me? <laughs> Parts of others in my us. Ugh. Not all there, dude. Oh, are you done? Clear far. Shut up. The epic battle between filmmaker Kevin Smith and Southwest Airlines that occurred Saturday. Oh, yes. Whoa, what happened? All right, if you, you haven't hear? heard about it, Smith, no. Smith decided to live tweet his experience of being kicked off a Southwest flight for, quote, being too fat. I'm in trouble. Smith <laughs> said he was already seated on the flight with armrests down and seatbelt fastened, and he made a point to say with no seatbelt extender necessary when he was told that the captain de- deemed him a safety risk because of his weight, and he was ejected from the flight. How much does he weigh? He's not that big. The, I've seen bigger people size. than him on planes. The captain just didn't like his films. Southwest that really is. Issue, issued a statement on their blog, Not So Silent Bob, with their reaction to the incident where they issued their heartfelt apologies to Smith and went on to disclose his personal information, such as Smith originally purchased two Southwest seats from a flight from Oakland to Burbank, as he's known to do when traveling on South west thing is though smith does this because he wants the extra space for him and his wife usually so they have like a space between them and so on so he can just you know stretch out and enjoy himself yeah Yeah, he can afford it it's southwest yeah he says basically it's not because he's heavy it's because he's antisocial he doesn't want somebody sitting next to him and feel compelled to to some fanboy talking of his yeah yeah the airline also said that their pilots made the determination that mr smith needed more than one seat to complete his flight but the thing is, Smith he already said that he had the armrest down, he had the regular seat belt on, he didn't need an extender like some people do in those situations, mm. and he flies southwest all the time. I tell you what, if you want a great time, 
Go on to Smodcast. I was going to say, you listen to this all the time. I wanted to hear what your opinion was. Smodcast, download the last one because it's called Fuck Southwest. Okay. You'll know the one. (laughs) And it's just him telling the whole story and everything involved. It is so ridiculous what, what happened on that flight. That sounds crazy. There's a bunch it's, of angry nerds it's, canceling it's, their Southwest flights. Oh, and, and yeah, the backlash. Uh, the moral of this incident, not to mess with anyone who has a large hardcore fan, bo- fan base of followers. Now. Now, uh, of course, Smith's reaction was going to be, you know, the same if he had like 500 followers, but the dude has, you know, 1.6 million followers. Well, and, and yeah. And, and Twitter alone. In yeah. the end, it came down to he didn't get kicked off because he was too heavy. He got kicked off for a safety issue that was completely unrelated to him. It was because he was the last person to board the aircraft because he was on standby. But he's said flat out, he's like, I will sign any paper that Southwest wants that says I will not ever sue them over this. He just wants them to admit, you know, in print exactly what happened. And they won't do this. And they keep reprinting Mm -hmm. their little policy about oversized passengers yeah they even though they have flat out the said thing, yeah. to him it was not because you couldn't safely sit in the seat it wasn't because you couldn't buckle your belt it it was because you were the last person to board and he's like fine i'll accept that but tell people this mm-hmm. don't don't keep re because they're pretty much telling yeah. him at the counter they sorry you were you, oh, mincing words like yeah. you know it was a safety issue regarding how much the plane could hold and so on and so what you're saying you're fat they're like your words not ours <laughs> Weird, <laughs> and and they keep reprinting. Like every time they put up a new statement, they keep reprinting their policy on oversized get, yeah. uh, passengers. And he's like, by the fa- mere fact that you keep reprinting that, you're reinforcing this notion that I was too fat to fly. Instead of just saying what actually happened. Wow. So that's uh, that's his biggest sticking point. That's really weird. It's. I, I again, I highly recommend going on to smodcast.com, at least getting that one because it is so interesting here hearing him tell the tale because man, he gets passionate. If something bad ever happened to us, do you think nerds would rise up in our defense? Uh, or would they just throw rocks at us? Now one <laughs> one little years, sticky like... point that I have mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, that movie uh, that cop movie, what's it called? Cop out? Cop out? Yeah, cop out. That's Kevin Smith's movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They never mention that in the in the previews anymore at all. Like, they never say it's a Kevin Smith movie. But, well, he didn't write it. He only directed it. Well, but, okay. So, so it's, it's he, not a Kevin Smith joint. Oh, I got you. He, so it's not going to be hyped a, up yeah. that way? Yeah. Well, he has also addressed that he does not prefer to have direct a Kevin Smith film put out there because he thinks that's bad form. He says that only a Scorsese and Spielberg are allowed to yeah. do that sort of you know, thing. People, sure, and I, people I that agree are big with that, but it doesn't even, I don't know, I guess, but like I've heard people say directed like, by even Joe Schmo. Well, you know, the, but a, it seems a like Brett Ratner film, boo. Almost, well, I don't want to hear that It almost crap. seems like he's kept his name <laughs> off it deliberately. I just wonder the if studios. Uh, he's trying to no, create a he, new audience. He, or... he didn't deliberately do that. He just doesn't like okay. Attention drawn to the fact that he directed a film verbally in the trailers. He doesn't want them saying a Kevin Smith film. Well, because they might associate it with Jersey Girl. (laughs) Well, maybe that too, but no. (laughs) He just thinks that, you know, it should say in the credits directed by and not have to call attention to it. He thinks the attention should be be highlighted on the story and the people that are performing in the film. That's a good policy. So... I, I say kudos to him for that. So 
I fly southwest in two weeks. Should I dress up like Kevin Smith, see if I get booted <laughs> off? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Get, get booted off somewhere between Las Vegas that and That would Albuquerque. be a really fun, like, uh, improv everywhere thing. Have a, a, a flight of get people who are going on a southwest flight and have everybody dress up like Kevin Smith. That would be <laughs> awesome. He should contact improv Ooh. everywhere. Oh, yeah. I should, I should, we, we should, we should submit that to him. Yeah, say get improv everywhere to do a flight full of Silent Bob's. That's fun. Uh, Torgo, did you know that Kevin Smith was on five episodes of Degrassi: The Next Generation? Yes, I do. I have those episodes in my collection. He's pointed it out to me. Wow, yes, a few times. That's, Kevin Smith wow. and myself, big fans. Rule the fucking that roost. thing that my niece watches. <laughs> yes, yes, that thing your niece. Ladies watches and gentlemen, is awesome. let me set Twitter up the, the scenario for you. Oh, here. here we go again. Yep. Great. Go Thank you. If you haven't heard me tell you this before, oh my god, Torgo loves. I, there are, have been there have been more than a couple occasions where I'll come home from work or I'll you know wake up, come out of my bedroom. Torgo is on the couch, <laughs> bucket of ice cream or oh, snacks hey. or both, sitting both. next to him. Looks up at me and goes, I'm watching my stories. And goes back to the ice cream and Degrassi. Man, do I even got to say it? Really? Really? Degrassi does, does, is... Does he have mascara running Listen, down his face? What can I say? I love Canadian high school melodrama. And glee. And Although, American high school melodrama. Penis. Thank you. Although Degrassi, the next generation, not so much, eh? Next Generation is not as good as the original because the original has that, that 80s kitsch factor to it. That's you missed amazing. how I did the A at the end. A. No, I didn't miss it. I, I am not Canadian. I don't understand your strange One language. One day What's you and I are going to have a chat. And you know what? It's going to be all right. You coming on to me? But Ew. it's gonna be, it's gonna be all right for you to say what you need slow, to say. Pantsless. As long chair. as you just as long as you just say it, get it out there in the open. We'll accept you. But all this. Hiding, sneaking you ready around, for your bullshit, chat? man. You got a lot of pants going on for this chat. You know what? I what just realized I I'm probably going to catch. Topics. I'm probably going to catch flack because uh, I have some friends from Canada that were former former guests of mine at Star Trek: The Experience, and that I know listen to the <laughs> the Couchcast. So let, really me, let me go. Let me apologize for making fun of the way you speak. Sometimes. No, no, you apologize for making fun of Degrassi because of no, shit that moves. that I won't do. That I will not do. MTV caught up with British director Edgar Wright recently and placed a couple of Who, feelers that gentleman? <laughs> out on the status of the feature film adaptation of Marvel's Ant-Man. <laughs> what? Yeah, Wright explained that now that he has a little more time after finishing work on his comic book adaptation of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which I've heard is pretty dope, he can go back to Ant-Man and continue good writing show. that. Good, good the director anyway. also clarified the project is no high-priority film and that patience will be required in waiting for it to come along down the road. <laughs> Did you know that the ultra-popular zombie movie Zombieland was originally created as a television series that was picked what? up by CBS. Yes. That's awesome. It should have been. That's a shame it wasn't. It would have been good. And it's not completely out of the question that someday the future may try it once again. Well, all right. Writers. Yeah, uh, something about like it was supposed to be a pilot and they couldn't get anybody to back it fully. They're like, no, nobody's going to get this. So they, yeah, I have they the made information it into a right movie. Here. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, writers. Rhett uh, Reese, uh, Paul Wernick spoke to MTV recently, explained how things had come to be in 2005. They crafted the story as a pilot episode, sold it to CBS, but it was eventually decided that it just wouldn't work as a series. And because, of course, the, it was such a big hit, there is a sequel in the works. We sort of mentioned that last week. Right. So, yay! And uh, for Barry... Oh, Christ. No, this, you'll actually like this. In the world of Star Trek, nothing quite like grabbing a few moments of R&R &R with your first mate on the holodeck, heading down to engineering, check up on your ship's power core... 
However, you can't do that on your own because you can't explore your own ship. Just kind of look at the bridge a little bit. But that's going to change, or says cryptic executive producer Craig Zikinovich. Zikinovich Anything we can do to make the game feel more like Star Trek is coming. We want to do this. So definitely we will give people more of their ship. Nice. So is it going to suck for eight years? And no, then, no. Uh, uh, well, he does <laughs> add, this is one of those things we want to get perfect before introducing it to players, though. Indication that the functionality won't be coming anytime soon. The only way you can make it feel more like Star Trek is to introduce a fine Indian man with a face tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kate Mulgrew. Um, no, that's a good thing because uh, right now on Star Trek Online, if you're not aware, you can only visit your bridge. Pretty much you and anyone in your team can visit your bridge, but there's nothing to do there. No. You just, hey, I'm on the bridge. Woo-hoo. Look at my bridge. Watch it looks like everyone else's bridge. I can spend 4,000 4, credits to get a new bridge. Yeah, I know. I did. Um, <laughs> I'm not surprised. But, if there's, but most of the shows, most of the Star Trek, Next Generation, so on and so forth, happens on the, your own ship. Mm-hmm. So why not have adventures on your own ship? That, yeah, and, I so agree. So that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. Adventures in Deanna Troy's bed. It's probably a it's probably a space <laughs> issue. I mean, they've already that's what that's what it really comes down. You've got to. a like, huge seven of sixty nine. Well, adventures in yeah, exactly. I was gonna say you've already got this huge D. explorable universe right now. <laughs> yeah, and then you're gonna say, oh well, we're gonna add a whole other universe by adding decks to your ship. I mean, I'm sure that's you know they're like, okay, let's get this part out first, and then. We'll work on adding. Decks Kirk to had the to ship. bet all those chicks somewhere, man. I want to do that. So, guys, the are there are the there neelixes on this game already? Are there <laughs> people who have chosen to be a neelix? No, I don't even think you can make yourself a neelix. <laughs> I think the world's God. sort of forgotten about that for no, no talaxians. Well, yeah, talaxian. That's what he is. You can make a lot of stuff, but no, I had to buy the Ferengi. You had to buy did. the Ferengi? Oh yeah, I had to spend like fifty cents or something oh. to become a Ferengi. To become a Ferengi, and I did. Wow. Oh, I thought it wasn't available. You were it wasn't. About I was it. bitching about it, but then they made it available. So. Uh, because someone is listening. So th- they are listening. Things are happening in that game. So go buy it. That's a and good sign. Things are also happening in England. <gasps> Namco Bandai decided to organize a world record attempt for people dressed as Star Trek characters on Valentine's Day. I've heard about this. <laughs> on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Because they ain't got nothing else to do. Lonely enough. <laughs> Ninety-nine people turned up at the Millennium Bridge. <laughs> wow. Ninety-nine. We get more than that on a slow day. Wow. On the Millennium Bridge in London on Sunday, dressed as characters from all generations of the pioneering TV shows. The whole thing was an aid of the new Star Trek Online. Nobody has ever attempted this particular world record before. Yeah. So it was set. Just wait. Just wait till this year. They'll try it again. Oh, and yeah. they'll, they'll do yeah. it here. Everybody else is getting laid. As the editor of Guinness, <laughs> thank you, editor of Guinness World Records, a Gamers Edition said, we're pleased to kick off this category here in London and hope other Star Trek fans around the world will come forward and break this record again. Wait till this fall. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Number one hundred stayed at home, going. I can't do this. I can't bring it up to. I got to leave it at ninety nine. <laughs> that was at ninety nine, so it's easy to break next year, and it sounds more impressive at one hundred. That's right. Where, where was one hundred? Ninety nine. Imagine being the ninety ninth guy. He's like, we need one more to round it out. The hundredth was the guy counting. He he was stuck in the tube, <laughs> waiting He's like for texting a... his friend. Dude, do you know who was uh, who was judging the costumes? I heard who Giles. Seriously? Of course. Of course it was. I can get mine now. Was it really Giles? Giles, yeah. is, the, Giles. is the British Star Trek celebrity. Dude, he is there. all over the internet. Have you ever... like? Yeah, he's the man. I mean, like, I came across a random video on YouTube the other day of him demonstrating a cocktail. 
out of nowhere. What the I'm hell just, is he doing demonstrating cocktails? I have no idea, but he was it, it was like a, a champagne with bitters and something else, and I'm like, what, really? And it was supposed to be like the cac- captain's ultimate cocktail or something like that. And it's a video of him showing how to make it in uniform. He's fucking cool, dude. No, he's a nice guy. I, you know, I, I like the guy. He's a, he's, cool he's a lot. People of fun. who are looking for looking for him, it's Giles Aston. G i l e s space a s t o n. Yes, he's very cool. Google him. You know, Go to JeanLucPicard.com. <laughs> yep. Giles is awesome. Oh yeah, he is a pretty cool guy. The English were just trying to round up all the Star Trek fans in one place, so they. <laughs> You're going to gas them. Time to start digging some nerd holes. <laughs> nerd holes. <laughs> I love it. That, that, that was just practice for when they call out the Doctor Who fans. Because <laughs> that's going to be derogatory. First they came for the Trekkers and I did nothing. How many ca- cardboard TARDISes are going to show up with that one? <laughs> but only pre-2005. Cardboard TARDIS. That'd be you know an awesome name Actually, for a that rock just, band. Oh, my God. You're a uh, cardboard, cardboard TARDIS. TARDIS. Yeah, yeah. I just had cardboard a flashback TARDIS. to my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Cardboard artists. The market's full of people in Don't like, plastic I'm going, I'm going to England uh, this uh, May, I think. And we're going to stop by Earl's Court tube station to take a picture next to the oh, last blue police box. I was just, I'm a nerd. I have to tell this story. You're more than a nerd, dude. That's like... <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go. England just what? for that. What? I have to tell this story. I just When I just said cardboard artists, I suddenly remembered something from my childhood. Uh-oh. My parents got me this Uh oh, is it a um, locked memory? No, no, <laughs> oh, okay. no, no. We had we had a a refrigerator box that was approximately the same dimensions as its hardest and I painted the thing blue, cut a door into it, painted the windows and everything, even had the little light on the top. It was just a flashlight I put in there and, and flickered on and off. That's clever. But the fun thing was we didn't put the bottom on the box. So when the TARDIS was moving, I might have been about ten at this time. When the TARDIS <laughs> you was can moving, spin it. I had little, I had little handles inside <laughs> that I would pick up the TARDIS and I would literally walk it. <laughs> I would walk around the house or the backyard or whatever, and you know I'm magically in another area. The you dog, open, awesome you open dogs the door. barking, nipping that's at the box. Good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you are now my favorite nerd of this podcast. <laughs> so tripping on a cable. So yeah. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> down the stairs. <laughs> I haven't thought about this in 25 years, and it just popped into my head. I remember you pass it. by I, a candle and it catches on but, fire. <laughs> That's awesome. If you have stories like this from your youth, write to us. Comments at uglycouchshow.com. I think that was a retardist. Oh. <laughs> like you never did anything that, like that when you were 10, Paul. Dude, I I've heard the stories. Thing. I had the exact same thing, except I had enough. I didn't. I didn't get all creative and cre- and paint a box blue. My parents got me a cardboard spaceship prefab that you just put together and assembled. And I oh, was that the sit- thing that was on the back of the parade magazines? I think for so. Years? It must yeah. have been because it was a multicolored. It looked like a, a, a acid trip vomit dream, but it was uh, it was multicolored. But yeah, it was so cool. It had uh, portholes and stuff that you punched out. And uh, we got. I got in that that thing, and I used to have my sleeping bag in there and I'd camp out in the living room in my spaceship and wake up in the morning and watch Dukes of Hazard cartoon. <laughs> yeah. well, there was I, we were too we poor. We yep. could never afford any of that. So my dad and I would make our own little cardboard ships and stuff. And, and it was probably all the better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, and, you know, cardboard boxes yeah. were thrown away and you're know, like, can we have these? Sure. <laughs> you got blue like, paint everywhere in the process. Well, <laughs> yes. All over our, our driveway. But, you know, hey. That's hilarious, dude. 
Well, here it is. Finishing off the big list. Okay. Actually, this. Hey, is, before this... we stop, can I make one more thing before yeah. we are on, on the final thing? I'm playing a game right now that I have fallen madly in love with. You're playing Uh-oh. it right now. Yeah. Uh, it's called Robot Unicorn Attack. Oh no! <laughs> and uh, it's the best thing that ever happened. And uh, oh if my you god! Ha- if you haven't played Robot Unicorn Attack yet, you need to. It's a simple flash game on Adult Swim. Uh, it is brilliant with the volume fully cranked, which I have not played. It plays an Erasure song over and over <laughs> again. It's uber gay, but it's so fun and funny. Uh, it's just a real. It's a, just a twitchy, twitchy little arcadey game. Super, super fun. Uh, go play it. It's super dope. <laughs> I, I would, I would like to put a link to this on our site because it's that fun. It's just goofball joy and, to the world, and you and you die all the time. You can't help but die because the game is so fast and crazy, and the, it's like a Lisa Frank <laughs> cover come to life. That's what it is. It's like a Lisa Frank folder in. Brought into horrible reality. What <laughs> sounds joy. like a bad Japanese translation. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. Big list. No, I meant big the list. title. Oh, big list. Ahead. Isn't that redundant? What you got for the big well, list? I can't do the whole big list because it's friggin' huge. Because the actual list does 101 things. Wow. We've learned from video games. This is from Games Radar. Oh, I've a seen great this. little list thing. Oh, yes. And uh, this is just the first 20. So uh, Okay. I've seen so, it on T-shirts. Oh, yes. Oh, actually, you know what? This is... I, I have that shirt. <laughs> um, I like this one a little better. Really? So, this is what we've learned from video games. One, it's okay to kill people. Yay! Yay! Two, dying doesn't really matter much either. Yay! Three, the game. if you're 14, have hair covering your eyes and live in a small village... Man up, because you're going to have to save the world. <laughs> Number four. That's what? True. what? What does That's that mean? That's true. In video games. Oh, yeah, man. Hair covering your eyes? It's oh. just like... It's JRPGs. Oh, yes. Number four. Medicine has become obsolete in the year 2004 when doctors noticed that hiding behind a wall caused human health to regenerate to 100%. Oh. <laughs> true. Awesome. True. Number five, eating stuff found on the floor is good for you. Your parents were wrong. That's true. That's true in video games. Number six, sometime in the future, Earth will be menaced by hordes of alien spacecraft that fly in predictable patterns that can be killed with one hit. The logical course of action will be to dispatch one brave hero with an untested plane slash tank slash spaceship to take them all on without help. And straight for the mothership. Number seven. Winners don't use drugs. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we learned, but we didn't really follow it. William S. Sessions. No, it was on all the old... That's what he said. Oh, I remember. Okay. Number eight, buildings may have crates full of goodies on their roofs, so always check, even if it means riding a motorbike up the fire escape. You always yeah, do that's that. That's Torgo right there. <laughs> he smashes every box. destroyed. Number nine, enemies, rather than approach you directly, behave like Michael Flatley of Riverdance fame on a conveyor belt. <laughs> Star Trek Online, and there's a whole bunch of Remans on one side of the room and a whole bunch on the other. Clearly, you can see I'm shooting the Remans on the other side of the you room. And the other guys again. are like, are we, what are we doing? Uh, I guess we'll watch them. Ream. Ream. What? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Go on. Ruin my shit. Reeman. Number Reaming. 10. Reaming noodles. Key cards. Wouldn't that be awesome if they sold Reaming noodles? Oh, that would be so cool. What the hell do they look like? 
They'd be they green. look like Romulans, but big and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and Ron Perlman could be the spokesman because yes. he's the top Reman. Yes, top Reman noodles. Top Reman. <laughs> 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 Only 104. All right, quarter. all right, uh, Vernon. <laughs> yes, sir. That that is your assignment to make the Photoshop okay. commercial picture of Top Reman noodles <laughs> with Ron Perlman. <laughs> Top Reman. Don't do that. Yes, fucking do That's that. A terrible thing. Viceroy likes them. Yeah. <laughs> what a waste of time. What a awesomeness. What this is true. Top Reman. Number 10. <laughs> That's great. Top three. Terrible. Key cards are only manufactured in primary colors. Yep. That's true. Number 11. Tanks will go faster if you turn the turret backwards and keep firing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. People also go faster if you just shoot a rocket at the floor. That's mm. true. Oh, God, Number 12. Anything in the world can be made from food, wood, and gold. Yep. 13. You need iron. Most guards forget you unsuccessfully tried to strangle them after walking around for 20 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Number 14, it's surprising just how useful martial arts are on the modern battlefield. True. Number 15, when you get shot, you don't feel any pain, nor does it affect your aim. However, it does cause your vision to turn red for a couple of seconds. Occasionally. Number 16. If a crown princess is abducted by political dissidents or terrorists, is it advisable to avoid using special forces and instead hire the services of an Italian plumber or a dizzy egg? <laughs> a dizzy egg! Oh, God. Speaking of Italian plumber, I was walking through Caesar's Palace the other day, and I just turned over and saw a guy wearing a red T-shirt, blue coveralls, and a hat. And he was just walking casually through like it was his everyday clothes. And he was clearly not dressed up to be, quote, Mario oh, as really? a character. Just some guy, because he had no beard, was he whistling? no mustache, nothing. He was just walking through the casino. Was he blocky? Like he was, no. And he just looked like he Mario? Was, he was a little square. <laughs> Did he jump? Shaped, but uh, no. Th- th- did you run and paint a little M on him? I wanted to. I wanted to run up and take his picture, but I I had to get moving. But get yeah, it was it was the did most bizarre like Ron thing Jeremy? ever. No. <laughs> Ron Perlman. No, he didn't. Top Freeman. Number 17. (laughs) He's still going on about the Top Freeman. Seriously? Seriously? That's that's what gets you? Fucking Top Freeman. Move on. (laughs) I will show you Top Freeman noodles and you will beg my forgiveness. With dark, dark part of the moon sauce or whatever. Oh boy! Number seventeen. Oh boy! Firearms are most simply reloaded by pointing them at the wall and pulling the trigger. Hurting R. Number eighteen. Crates only contain one single item. Much smaller than the crate itself. <laughs> Sometimes much bigger than the crate itself. The <laughs> item will usually be in the dead center of the crate with no supporting packing material. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they don't. Why, when I bust crates, is there no packing material? Because can you imagine a <laughs> first-person shooter littered with styrofoam peanuts, <laughs> <laughs> or or with the with the bubble pit? Pa- oh, bu- bubble wrap! Oh, wrap. You step on, you think you're getting shot. Yeah, people, people would just be standing there popping the bubble wrap. Game developers <laughs> make that game. Yep. People would spend half an hour in one location popping the bubble wrap bubble and wrap not playing the rest of the game. Yep. Number nineteen. 
You can jump twice your own height, but water will kill you instantly. <laughs> this is true. And you can jump three times your height by shooting a grenade under you. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And number 20, if you're stuck in life and don't know what to do, simply attempt to use every single item in your possession on your obstacle. <laughs> if none of them work... Ah, uh, King's Quest. If n- none of them work, go back the way you came. You clearly missed something. Yeah. Maybe a crate. That, that is the makes, first twenty. There'll one. be more, I'm sure, later. This is true. My computer wasn't like working the other day. I tried to put my keys in it, my wallet, <laughs> my shoe. It was my terrible. <laughs> that worked. Well, mine was done by Microsoft, so wallet will fix mine every time. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything? Top Raymond. That's, That's it. That's all we have for Couchcast, folks. So uh, scimitar sauce. <laughs> until next time, I am Master Torgo. I am Doctor Vlark. 80s Jeff. The famous Paul. Mr. Plow. The recently engaged Dave Arena. Yay! Yay! I'm sorry. And not the Paul. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll see you next week in Geek. We will? They'll hear us next week in Geek. Top Raymond. It's a radio show, you see. I see them all. Oh, great. (laughs)